Good evening, everyone. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin, and welcome to our live weekly medical show on News Talk 760 WJR. We are going to be talking about the prevention of disease and the urgency of taking action before the onset of serious medical problems. Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention, is with us again to tell you what you need to do about how early screening and knowing your profile can lead to the avoidance of heart attack and stroke altogether. Pre-screening and simple non-invasive tests can actually prevent Alzheimer's and many of the other chronic diseases. If you have a question, we're opening up the lines and taking your calls. So please make a note of this number, 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. We'll be repeating it throughout the show, but this is your chance to talk directly to the doctor. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back, all of you listeners, to our live weekly medical show here on News Talk 760 WJR. I'm Anne-Marie Cronin, and we are back again tonight to talk to you about, talk to you about the prevention of disease and why you have to start looking at healthcare from a different perspective. Dr. Brian Collender, MD, is joining us from Birmingham, Michigan, to give us some hard talk about dealing with our health and making sure we get the necessary testing. We're inviting you to call in if you have a question at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. Dr. Collender, welcome again to one of your very informative shows. There's always something new on the agenda to talk about. What are we going to be talking about tonight? What do the listeners need to know? Well, Amory, um, I think we need to go back to COVID a little bit because even though the country and the news are focused on uh, Russia and the, uh, the Ukraine and the Olympics, it's kind of taken the edge off of COVID right now. Yeah, but the disease is still here, so people it are still, still dealing here, with it. And we're dealing with the aftermath of the disease. I think of it as being basically over. Um, and, you know, there's no new strain on the horizon, but... Um, I want to refer to an article my associate in Chicago sent me who it's on tabletmag.com. It's an article by a Vinay Prasad and the title of the article is how the CDC abandoned science. And, you know, we've had a couple of weeks ago, we talked about, you know, what the FDA was doing to diminish and really, insult doctors who were trying to use hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. Now, you know, it's the CDC, which up has been the pillar of our medical community. Health and science should not be politically motivated, but in the last year, unfortunately, it has become compromised, not just altered or eroded. I mean, utterly compromised, which is very scary. It's really horrifying. Well, I mean, you know, we're talking to the general public out there, and I, I feel as though they they have no connection to the government and what's going on at the NIH or the CDC, and they're only worried about surviving and getting by, and their big worries are getting access to a doctor with telemedicine and being shut out of, I mean, you, you go to the local hospital, you can't get into Beaumont anymore unless you pass through this, uh, you know, line of, of, of questioning in order just to get in. So, I mean, we're, be, we're being 
completely marginalized and distanced from access to healthcare, access to doctors, and to listeners and to sick people. I don't know if they're necessarily caring about, you know, NIC and about the CDC and about Fauci. They're just caring about staying alive. And really, but even though it seems that it's um, an insurmountable problem when what do I do when the CDC is misinforming me? What do I do when the FDA is misinforming me? We still are obligated to let the listeners know that, they are on their own, but they've got to do their own research and their own education and find people to help them because the system is horrifically broken and now it's been politically compromised. And again, hopefully we'll talk a little bit more about the details uh, right. during the show. Siobhan, you have a caller? Yeah, it looks like we have a caller that just came in. We have Greg and Shelby on the line. Greg, what's your question? You guys, good evening. Thanks for taking my call, Mr. Positive. Dr. Collinger, I've got to ask you. They talk about cancer, and they talk about specific places that you have to go to get great cancer treatment. Are they implying that if you go to a regular hospital, let's say Beaumont, whatever, Ascension, that they won't give you remotely this almost the same care as a cancer center in 5,000 miles away? Or do they converse with each other? And they talk to each other and go, this is how we want to cure this cancer. Good, good well, question. Good question. So Thank thanks you. for calling. Um, so two things to bring up. One is the question, and then Anne-Marie will remind me to talk about screening for cancer right. when I'm done talking. But um, so s- there are, I'm going to, again, not to diminish oncologists, but there's, you know, there's formulas that are used to identify you know, what the best treatment is for an individual person based on all their demographics plus the pathological diagnosis of their cancer that have been established and have good results. Some places that do more cancer research have access to new treatments that are, and that are under studies. So, you know, some places like, you know, Sloan Kettering in New York, um, uh, Houston, you know, so there's places around the country uh, that because they do so much cancer therapy, they have access to like the cutting edge treatments. And if you want to be part of a study, then those are the places to go. So um, that's the difference between, you know, going locally um, versus going out of state for, you know, a top five cancer therapy uh, program. You know, it was a good question because thinking about it, you know, with all the, you know, new diagnoses of cancer, people are faced with, well, where should I go? You know, I mean, that that's a big question. And it's like uh, people are lost there. Should we go to the local hospital? Should we go to Ann Arbor? Should we go to Mayo? What should we do? I mean, it's... There are great doctors in Michigan. There really are. I mean, I, I've got a, you know, my referral base, I think, is solid and great and people do really well. Um but as we talk about prevention, sorry. we'll come back and, and discuss this some more on the other side of the break. Again, you're listening to our weekly live medical radio show where we keep you up to date on all medical solutions from dealing with COVID to avoiding catastrophic disease. We're here with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, talking about prevention. And if you have a specific question and you'd like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do 
to prevent or reverse disease, please call us right now at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. If you're just now joining us, I'd like to let you know that we are welcoming you to our special weekly medical radio show on News Talk 760 WJR. We are back again with Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention in Birmingham, Michigan. He's here tonight to give us some heart advice on what we need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke altogether. And we're inviting listeners to call in with your questions at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. Dr. Collender, the calls are piling up, but I'm going to let you lead back in with cancer screening because... Before we went to break, we're talking about cancer and what to do about it. And we got a caller that you know posed the question of if you get diagnosed, where do you go? Well, we're past that as prevention specialists. And again, you have cancer, you got to do something about it. Now we have the ability to screen for cancers in stage one. And we've talked, we've had shows about this. Yeah, but no one a, knows about it though. Right, I mean, you right. know about it, I know about it, Siobhan knows about it, and so that's it. Quick we're a PSA. Of quick PSA. <laughs> Um, if you want to do cancer screening, you can PSA call my office. Yes. Well, no, no, a public service announcement. Okay, whatever. If you want to do <laughs> cancer, so there's screening for 50 different cancers, opportunity to identify all the bad ones in stage one. It's a blood test that looks at the genetics. It's very um, relieving to know that you don't have any of those. So you can call our office and we can set you up for that blood test. It's $950, which is, you know, maybe $17, $18 a cancer to know that you don't have it. I think it's pretty worth it. That's a good way of explaining it. And by the way, you know, this um, gallery test that just came out, it's only been out for, what, a few weeks, a few month? months. I mean, it's just like it's just so brand new on the horizon. And, you know, I would venture to say that 90% of the people out there and the listeners don't know anything about it, but it is amazing to know that we have the technology to be able to screen for 50 cancers and catch the most devastating ones, pancreatic, liver, ovarian, what's the other one, lung cancer? Well, all the all esophageal, of the, all the melanoma, ones, yeah. and the ones that we do screen for, so it's... But all of the deadly ones right. can be caught at stage one, but this is where, you know, I come back to, and I'm going to ask all listeners who are Tuned in tonight. Please tune in on Sunday, 3 p.m. Dr. Collender's on every weekend on a recorded show. We're talking about prevention and what you need to know. It's full of full of information. And I'm encouraging all the listeners to tune in Sunday at three o'clock. But you know, most listeners just don't know what they need to what they need to do. And it's it's uh, unfortunate that this information is not really made public. They don't know about it. Their doctors are certainly not talking about it. And there's a handful of people that know that this blood test is out there and that they can they can get it. And then the other big issue becomes, oh, well, it's not covered by insurance. It's $950. You know, can I justify it? Well, if you can justify a flat screen TV, I guess you can justify it. The idea that something is or is not covered by insurance should be a, a, a value judgment on whether it's good or not is not the question. You know, in my opinion these days, FDA approval probably means it's bad, you know, and if it's covered by insurance, it's not for screen, you know, they don't cover screening. 
So unfortunately, in our country, which is great as it is, you have to pay for those things. We have calls. You have callers, Siobhan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We have a few on the line, so maybe we can jump to the calls. Um, up first, we have Christine in Macomb Township. Christine, what's your question? Yes, this is something I want to share, actually. I'm 85, overweight, and I came down with the virus, COVID. And I just want to say that I feel happy that I could treat myself with vitamin A, D, C, and uh, also tincture of pine needles from, I'm not sure where it's from. But anyway, all of that together, I was sick, I had a fever, but yet I'm well. I was I was weak. I didn't have a lot of energy for a couple of weeks, but I feel good about myself that I could treat myself with natural things, natural nutrients, and didn't have to go to any doctor. Didn't even have any of the good good um, shots, you know. So I I'm happy about that. I just wanted to share it, that you can really take care of yourself. Thank well, thank you. you for thanks for sharing and. Uh... You know, we'll talk, you know, maybe we'll get around to those kind of topics later in the show. Uh, but thanks for calling. Okay, Siobhan. Okay, yep. Up next, we have David in Windsor. David, what's your question? And it may not be a good question, but I'll jump to it nonetheless. Dr. I'm Tucker, sure it's a good question. Yes, but anyway, I wanted to ask is this. When instead of going for COVID vaccines, would you find anybody that would specialize in the areas of therapeutics, and also natural remedies and other treatment modalities other than a vaccine, because you may not be doing your body any justice depending on your immune system. What can you suggest about that? Well, thanks for calling, David. I think now, you know, I look at right now we're in a COVID lull. You know, Omicron is, uh, you know, if anyone's getting it, it's very mild. It's just an upper respiratory infection. Um, you know, it's pretty clear to me that the vaccines are not helping anybody get or not get COVID um, from Omicron. Um, I don't do testing anymore because the testing is inaccurate. Um, and I obviously agree with early treatment. So should a doctor specialize in COVID treatment anymore? I don't know that there's enough business out there to have a practice specializing in COVID. Um, it's kind of gone. Um, I mean, there's lessons to be learned, and hopefully doctors will learn that they need to leave the healthcare system to take better care of patients because within a system that's um, limiting, your patients are dying, and it's up to them to do a better job for uh, the population out there. Right. It's always incumbent upon the doctor to shepherd the patient through the process. Siobhan, you have another caller? Yeah. Up next, we have Max in Detroit. Max, what's your question? Hi, doctor. Uh, very good to talk to you. Very good to hear from you. You are a brave doctor for what you're uh, talking about. You're going against your uh, your uh, medical standards as they have come down from above. But well, question, I'm the medical okay. standard. Yeah, right. Okay, uh, let him let him ask, let him ask his question. I'm just saying that the AMA may not be too happy with you right now, talking like you are. I'm not happy um, with AMA. There you go. <laughs> You know, I'm an observer of, of health for the last, I'm 50 years old, for the last, you know, 30 years. And, uh, you know, I've seen this um, kind of like a, a fishing experiment done by, by I guess, the AMA or, or whatever it is, whereby one day, you know, a blood pressure rating of 120 over 80 is perfectly fine. The next day, it's now prehypertensive. 
you know, a blood sugar rating of 120 is okay one day. The next day, you're a diabetic. And it seems to me that it's just a way to cast the net and get more people to be disease-ridden where they're not really diseased. How do you feel about somebody maybe in their 20s taking pills because their cholesterol happens to be 20 points above what they deem uh, you know, healthy? Well, are you a long-time listener? Um, no, I just turned okay. it on today and I found you guys. All right, well, welcome to the show. Welcome. You should listen you. more often because you would have all the answers to your questions. So um, prevention requires screening. And so to identify the disease processes that are going to kill people, we need to identify them 20, 25 years at their onset, at their inception, and manage them aggressively at that time. So the system recognizing abnormal blood sugars earlier isn't a bad thing. The problem is you still can't get the drugs that you need uh, for people that are diabetic. Um, and, of course, no one's talking about lifestyle management because they don't have time. Uh, but all right. those, are, those are all drivers of chronic illness that need greater attention, but they're not the endpoints to me. The data points that are most important are, are we reducing plaque? Are we reducing inflammation that drives chronic illness? So um, it's, it is better to identify things earlier. Does it mean you have to treat people with medicine? No. Well, let's come back and talk some more about that on the other side of the break. Again, you are listening to a special live medical broadcast on the prevention and medical management of disease. If you have a specific question and you would like to talk to the doctor directly about what you need to do to avoid heart attack and stroke, or you have a question on any of the subjects we're discussing tonight, please give us a call at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to our special live medical broadcast on News Talk 760 WJR. We are fortunate to have Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician and specialist in prevention here tonight to give us some straight talk about two important topics, prevention and being proactive. Please tune in to our weekly shows Sunday afternoon at 3 p.m. and live Thursday at 7. We're inviting you to call in with your questions and talk to the doctor directly at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. So, Dr. Collender, let's come back and talk more about the screening test before Siobhan picks up another call. The cancer screening test. Yeah. Well, so there's a blood test that looks at the genetics of cancer cells in our body. This is not like a genetic test that tells you your predisposition to cancer, like a BRCA um, this is, do I have cancer in my body today? So I've done this test because I have a family history of cancer. But that's and, pretty radical. That's actually, it's actually letting you know that you actually have cancer cells in your body today. Oh, it's groundbreaking, groundbreaking medicine. And, um, you know, this is the beginning. I mean, I think the things that I do are, toward personalized medicine. I mean, obviously, uh, derived in personalized care. This is one way to administer personalized medicine from a genetic standpoint 
uh, with the goal of, of cancer prevention. So, you know, all of this is going to become more and more uh, narrow focus and specialized. And, and, and again, I'm going to use the word personalized. You know, imagine getting a test based on your whole genome and then you pick which genetic markers you want to look at for today based on your predisposition and pay more attention to those. I mean, the, the opportunities are phenomenal, but it begins with things like this. You know, I think it's pretty phenomenal. This test has only been out for a couple of months, and it's pretty phenomenal to think that it diagnoses <clears throat> whether you have 50 different types of cancer. Many of them are the ones that are never discovered until stage four, um, pancreatic cancer being one of them. And at that point, by the time they're diagnosed, it's too late. They can't do anything about it. And it's just a matter of they find out you've got it, and it's like, how much time do you have left to live? Now we're able to find out at stage one when some of these deadly cancers are treatable. But my concern is, okay, the test is not covered by insurance. Which doctor is going to let you know it's out there? And yes, it's $950, but like you said before, what did that cost per cancer? Yeah, $17, $18 a cancer. I mean, 17 how do you, maybe 20 It's almost 20 a little under $20 a cancer. So, you know, the fact that it's not covered by insurance should not be uh, a reason not to do it. It's it's just a reflection of how crappy our healthcare system is. Not that it's a bad test. It just means our health. It's just another example of the crap that we're living with. Well, is I no, you know, I also I also think that I would venture to say that most doctors will not discuss it or educate their patients or tell their patients they ought to get it. In my opinion, I think everybody in America should get it. End of story. And I think well, they, they may just, not know about it. That's the thing. Do I, all I, doctors know well, about some of the this co- well, the company should be marketing direct to consumer. Right. They're well, not. Yeah, that's a, the um, unfortunate thing. You know, they're marketing. What would be the reason behind that, though? Why? Why are they not marketing? Maybe they're consumer? not. Maybe they're not maybe ready they're not for the. Well, they're heavily funded. Uh, maybe they're just not ready for that volume. Like they're just gearing up and starting slow, which is a you know that you appreciate. They don't want to do like. Have you know, like when the when the shingles vaccine came out, they ran out right away. All right, Siobhan, do you have a caller? I know we're getting back. Yeah, yeah, we again. do. We've had a caller on the line for a few minutes, so maybe let's jump to him. We have now Bill on the line in Carlton. Bill, what's your question? Hi, uh, I appreciate your candor, both of you. Um, it tells me that you guys have really been studying. Two and a half years ago, my wife got breast cancer. And uh, she, of course, would not have the mammogram. She would have the thermoscan uh, because of the crushing and the spreading potential. And we did a lot of research. Back then, there was a test available from Europe that you could send your blood in, and they would tell you, uh, okay, these are the cancers that you have. It might be somewhat what you're um, talking about now. But they, they, if you were willing to spend another $700, they would tell you, of the modalities that were available at that time if they would actually work on that cancer. Because when we got off the phone call and did the research and found out that that was a reality, it did exist, that when we started calling people at cancer centers, they did not know about it. 
and uh, they did not research on it, and I'm wondering why. And in several studies, you understand that if a if a doctor, if you were to get rid of a cancer program with just sending out certain modalities, that if you took that out of a hospital, many hospitals would be financially disabled. Dr. Collins, well, what's your you know, you're, to you're that? preaching the choir. You know, so, call. Yeah, well, thank you for calling. That's one of our theories of why screening is not performed because um, if you know we're able to effectively screen for um, heart disease, well, we're eliminating heart catheterizations and bypass surgery. Um, that's a lot of money to the surgeons, you know, the whole industry. And if you're going to find early cancer, well, it's going to help the surgeons because they're going to be removing stage one and stage two masses instead of stage, you know, there's no surgery for stage four, but you're hurting the pharmaceutical industry by not get, providing chemotherapy. Doesn't mean you won't, but they're not going to be on dose after dose and drug after drug until they die. So, you know, being able to identify and screen for disease is disruptive to whatever industry you're applying it to, very disruptive, and it's good for people. Um, you know, you mentioned these things going on in Europe. I mean, there's phenomenal things for cancer identification and treatment in countries around the world that we just don't know about here in the U.S. Yeah, and I'm just thinking, Bill, thanks for your call, because I'm thinking about the fact that in his situation, they were probably blindsided all of a sudden. I mean, it's like all diagnoses of cancer. You know, you don't know about it till you know about it. And then you're on, you know, you're on a time, a TikTok time schedule of we got to do something about it right away. And everybody's lost at that point. And I think that, um, you know, I think that it's incumbent on every doctor, every primary care physician who is has charge of somebody's health to let them know about this test. This is a very important test. And I, you know, most people are not going to find out about it because they're not advertising. We know, but the rest of the country probably doesn't know. And I think that every doctor, it should be incumbent on every PCP to let their patients know there's a test that's out that screens for 50 different cancers, many of them deadly that are not found until stage four. And if we catch them at stage one, we can do something about it. Would greatly dilute the what is it, six hundred thousand deaths? I don't know what well, the numbers are. Well, that's cancer. heart disease. There's no, there's more. There's like seven hundred thousand, or no, no it's less from heart than, disease. Yeah, heart disease has more deaths than all cancers combined. Right. So, um, but it would help with um, the ones that that people just have no chance against for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the reasons why it's not available are sad. It's really, it's just, it's depressing that you won't be able to go to your hospital employee doctor and get this test because the hospital doesn't make any money off of this test. But just being informed that the test is out there, you know, to somebody. Well, they don't know where to go. Oh, hey, well, at least me. if you, at least if you know what the test is and where it is. And it's not a box to get checked. Right. So it's- they're not getting paid to tell you, to spend the time to tell you about it because in those, sorry. No, that's all right. I mean, but you've got to do your own research. That's the unfortunate thing. In the meantime, we're going to have to take a quick break. You are listening to a special live broadcast tonight where the topic is your health 
and how to prevent disease. When we come back, if you have a specific question, the subject we're discussing, and you would like to talk to the doctor directly, please call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that number is 800-859-0957. You're listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Welcome back to the final segment of our special weekly live broadcast here on News Talk 760 WJR on the importance of being proactive and informed of the resources available to prevent and treat chronic and debilitating disease. You're listening to the expert advice of Dr. Brian Collender, MD, internal medicine physician, and one of the very few specialists in prevention in this country. If you have a question for the doctor, now is your chance to call us at 800-859-0957. Again, that's 800-859-0957. Since this is our last segment, I want to remind listeners to tune in on Sunday at 3 p.m. We've always got very interesting shows, upcoming show. I'm highly recommending all the listeners tune in Sunday at 3 p.m. Dr. Collender, let's come back. We're talking about the tests that are out there, namely we're talking about the blood test that diagnoses the 50 different, mostly deadly cancers in there, but nobody's talking about it. So how does the average person in America even find out about it? It's, well, I mean, they've got to find doctors who are more on the cutting edge who get um, exposed to this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm exposed to it because... I'm out there on the cutting edge and the company comes out looking for someone like me to offer to my patients. But you are, yeah, I want to jump in here, but let's, let's also not forget you are a specialist in prevention and how many specialists in prevention are there, let's say in the state of Michigan, where that's what you do. It may be five. Okay. Well, that doesn't quite fill the population needs. Well, supply and demand here. You know, it's, we talk about this all the time. Doctors need to be better doctors for their patients. They can't live in this broken and unethical system. And the patients need to recognize that the system is so stacked against them. They need to find or to create the demand for doctors to be working outside the system. You can't just keep going to your doctor and accepting the same level of garbage treatment and lack of but how knowledge. Do they do that? How do they create that demand? Not to interrupt you, but how, yeah, how well are people said. supposed to do that? There are do- there are people out there working. You know, I hate to say, say the words on the fringe, but they're out of the system. So it's called the fringe. They're out there, and if more people leave, you know, they're doing better for themselves, and hopefully they wake up, you know, more doctors to to leave the system. Um, you know, we talked about this during our Sunday show a little bit. Where it's so broken. You know, when, you know, all of the government agencies that tell us what to do are clearly politically driven or outwardly corrupted, um, it's, it's, oh, it is scary to go, what do we rely on? And all you can rely on is the doctor who you've entrusted your faith. But if that doctor's locked into the system that's relying on corrupted information, you got to leave. This person, as nice as they are and as well-meaning as they are, the relationship you have with them, they're living within this corrupted system. And I'm not going to just call it corrupted. It's unethical. You know, we're, they're treating, you know, from a preventive point of view, and we go into great detail on this on the next, on the Sunday show. 
the, the processes that we're using to identify risk and prevent disease that you're all using are unethical. You know, they're, it's basically not treating people at all uh, by failing to screen and by using faulty screening methods such as, you know, these risk calculators. They don't work. Heart attacks went up this year. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, Almost from, by 100,000. That's right. Right. So it's failing horribly and no one stops to think, why? What am I doing wrong? You know, when a, when a cardiologist does a stress test and the patient dies a week later after a normal stress test. Because the patient didn't know. The, the patient is seeing the stress test as being a reliable screening process that if I get a stress test and I get an EKG and I pass, I am okay. That's what they're led to believe. And by the way, on another comment that I have, it's very dodgy. You talk about, you know, leave your doctor, tell your doctor to do better or make your doctor more accountable or find a better doctor. Okay, so you're one of five prevention specialists in the state at Best Hope. But I'm telling you right now, you leave your doctor and you go and look for another doctor. If you want to go and see a specialist, you might get an appointment three months from now if you're lucky. And some of the best doctors, their practices are closed. So there's a paucity of available, very good prevention doctors out there. So it's not as easy as you know, get rid of your doctor and go find another one. I mean, it's it's a scarce commodity. Well, you keep asking me what someone's supposed to do. Well, this is what to do. There's no other options, and there aren't. There's no one out there working hard. Um, you know, we've talked about growing our practices, and basically, doctors are afraid to do what we do because it's. What are they afraid of? Doctors are conservative people. And but what are they afraid of? They're here to heal and prevent disease. That's their job. I agree with you, um, and again, I'm not defending anybody anymore, but they're being trained to check these boxes, and that's their training. And so if what, you are, what are the trained, boxes? What do you mean by check? The check what boxes? Something that's on your laptop? Markers that insurance companies and payers want to see that you've done that um, make the doctor more money if all of those issues are addressed. Now, mm-hmm. they're, they're not bad issues to address. It's, did you check your blood pressure? Did you check X, Y, or Z um, levels? They're all good things to do, the, and you're doing them, but the effort it takes to check that box is time away from face-to-face with the patient. How about did you check the box for your CIMT and your CT cardiac calcium That's not on test? there. Uh, and nor- how about checking the box for the blood test that will diagnose 50 different cancers? Not there boxes on there. for that? No. And, and why are there no boxes for that, by the way? Your insur- the system's just broken. And, you know, there's, I can't explain to you why any individual thing is not working. Only that we're working hard, and I should say Anne-Marie and I, we're working hard to disrupt the system. You know, and hopefully some, you know, in the next few months, you know, we'll be able to deliver something to the people that's highly disruptive and as an opportunity to get this type of care. But, you know, so we're not just talking about it. We're working on it. And, um, you know, again, it's it's in the infancy stages. This is what people are supposed to do. What We're, we're going to give them a route. And it still requires someone to walk through the door when we open it. 
Yeah, and I think that, you know, unfortunately, patients need to wake up and realize that they are actually getting substandard care when it comes to prevention. And the fact that these tests and this technology is out there to diagnose disease when it is preventable, it is a complete sorrowful story that most people are not even aware of what's out there. Um, albeit whether you have to pay for it or don't pay for it. And it doesn't really matter whether you have to pay for it. The most important thing is, I mean, you're basically being robbed blind by the insurance companies anyway with co-pays and deductibles and the high cost of health insurance. You know, what's another few hundred dollars to get a test that's going to prevent disease, serious disease, ads like heart attack and cancer? You know, again, I want to encourage people to listen to the Sunday show at 3 o'clock because we go into how... This is not new information. The things that we're talking about have been around since 1990, 2000. You know, why, why it's so wrong, yet it's still being done. Our care is uh, horrible. Well, let's hope for better days, and we're still going to be staying on the air to help you find your way to that. <laughs> but unfortunately, we're out of time, so I'd quickly like to thank Dr. Brian Collender, MD, specialist in prevention for being here tonight and for being willing to share his expertise and knowledge with regards to not only the prevention of disease, but also on the importance of being proactive and engaging with a practice that provides access to the necessary testing. This show is brought to you by Colander Medical. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cronin, and we hope you got some useful information tonight on how to be your own advocate and take charge of your health whatever your medical journey. Thanks to my co-host, Siobhan Cronin in Miami. Please continue to tune into our shows Sunday afternoon at 3, Thursday evening at 7 for the latest medical updates. And thanks for listening to News Talk 760 WJR. Good night and be well.